was a, I, I was worried about that they declare martial law and like really go for it in uh, 2020. But one of the things that's funny in a way that I'm very different from most people is a lot of people have been very horrified since 2020, right? And understandable, great reset, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And a lot of people woke up because of the events of 2020 and beyond. Part of that is because Luciferians are seeding narratives for their takeover, that they're attacking the Malachians' Achilles heels of the Epstein-style harm of children, which the Luciferians do not uh, engage in. Uh, banking, the banking system, and like fiat currencies that are, you know, actually um, debt-bearing instruments, you know, that are they're backed by nothing except for like your future slavery, essentially. Um, the, uh, the, the questionable results, Finally, the wait is over. Anti-aging scientists at Live Longer Labs, who were first to bring the world C60 for human consumption, have now released their much-anticipated New Matrix solution for aging skin. New Matrix was originally formulated six years ago to help California burn victims. Quickly, they realized this life-changing product not only reduces burn scars, it also significantly reverses the signs of aging, like wrinkles and sagging skin. New Matrix, when applied, will immediately stimulate collagen production with a uniquely designed niacin flush. This means you will actually feel it working. The skin will experience moderate heat and a flush-like mild sunburn that will subside in 10 to 15 minutes. This process signals your body to significantly increase collagen production, which results in literally turning back time, producing tighter, more vibrant and youthful skin. Research data shows daily use is as effective as multiple $300 days at the spa, but you can get these continual results every day without the huge price tag. This Christmas, Live Longer Labs is releasing new matrix to the public with a special promotional price of $136.99 versus normal retail of $169. Or better yet, get a bottle of C60 Complete and New Matrix for the low price of $199. Normal retail is $259, so that's a $60 savings. Use code XMASERA to get these great deals. Only 1,500 bottles of New Matrix are available for this promotion. So hurry while supplies last. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have a really fascinating discussion with Ian Ferguson. He is an uh, astrologer, and but he focuses on the East astrology. But he is going to come on and talk about the cycles of, of humanity uh, with the Kali Yuga and what all that means. And then he's going to talk about the occult and how that's tied into astrology and all his studies on the occult and who controls our world. And yes, that broke up. It's a theory. You might not agree with them, but it's really interesting and it makes some sense i think it makes sense it's at least it's a theory that can be true and then we talk about how astrology does not conflict with christianity in his mind and why and he explains it and how he believes it just helps to document it and helps to explain it and we also talk about what new age is and he says he doesn't like new age and explains what that is and how that differs from astrology and all this because i you know you'll get pushback that this is all new age but he's like no this is not you new age this existed for tens of thousands i mean at least thousands of years and then this is just trying to understand the science that correlates with other understandings that we have so it's very fascinating but before we get into this i need to tell you about new matrix the finally it came out i've had my scientists max and phil on and we talked about this face crack is what they called it but it's really new matrix and new matrix what it does is it it creates this flush you put a layer on it and it creates this niacin flush and it tricks your skin into thinking it was burned and then it helps you develop collagen and each, it's amazing stuff. Each application is like going to the spa and do a microneedling or doing a radio frequency. And those are usually like 300 bucks. So one little bottle, it will at least last for 30 times. It's a month supply, but you're supposed to use it twice a day. So I think it's like 60 times. But imagine that each time you use it, it's like going to the spa for 300 bucks. So this little bottle is... Uh, if you have someone in your life that wants to reduce wrinkles or look better, I suggest you get this new matrix. 
try it out. It is the best thing you can get somebody because I'm telling you, going to the spa and getting microneedling, which hurts, takes an hour. I do see, I'm building up my collagen because I started noticing, oh my God, I'm looking older. And I, so I started doing, someone had me do a Botox at once. And it, because my, my eyebrows are starting to sag, right? And I was like, oh, I hate this. And so I use Botox and now it's like, it's out on the edges and it looks stupid. So I started doing uh, microneedling and I do it every month. And that got rid of all of it, raised it, got rid of it, reversed it. I no longer have the drooping of my eyelids. But this, this would have done, instead of it taking a year, it still maybe take a year because it takes four to six weeks for you to develop the collagen, I actually think it'll take less than what microneedling, because I did it once a month. And this, you're going to be doing it daily, but it'll give you that same effect. You still have to wait as your body regenerates it and starts to solve those problems. I recommend if you have anyone in your family or if you've been looking into doing some of these treatments, get this. There's only 1,500 available in this promotion. They're giving a 20% discount. The link is below. I highly recommend it. If you're already buying C60 from Live Longer Labs, you can get a package where you get, it's like $200 for the C60 gel caps complete and new matrix. So you end up getting the new matrix for quite a bit off. I am excited. I am pumped about this because I personally, this is what I do. I I try to build up my collagen because I do not want to ever have to get a facelift. I just want to naturally look good. And since I'm always on screen, I freaking have to do it. And I wish it didn't matter, but it does. <laughs> and it just is what it is. So anyways, new matrix and the link is below. Okay, let's get into this. This is a long one and it'll probably be in two parts. So look for both parts. This is with Ian Ferguson. You have been highly recommended to talk to because of your background, and I'm really fascinated. I wanted to talk about some of the cycles of humanity and and some of these. You, you've done a really good job of just trying to figure out what we're dealing with. But let's talk about the Kali Yuga and the cycles of humanity, and then we can give in, get into a lot more of your other work. What? Be, well, you know what? Let's take a step back. Before we get into that, talk a little bit about yourself and what you do. And then I want to get into the Kali Yuga and some of this other stuff. Yeah. So um, I've always been uh, a bit of an oddball and an iconoclast kind of like uh, pushing back against sort of like mainstream narratives and being interested in strange and unusual things since I was a kid. You know, I was very inter interested in Atlantis when I was a kid. My father insisted that it wasn't real. And I said, well, Plato says it was real. And he's like, no, no, it's a metaphor. And I'm like, Plato specifically says it's not a metaphor. And my dad also believed the official story around the Kennedy assassination. It was just to lone gunmen, all that stuff and mock the other people. And I just, it never sat right with me. And so as I got older, I got, um, you know, very curious and things. And I took this religions of India class uh, in college. And when I read the Bhagavad Gita and I got to the chapter that's where Krishna and Arjuna are on the battlefield. That's where the Bhagavad Gita's backdrop is. And Chris, uh, Arjuna is about to go to war with his cousin. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to kill his cousin. And Krishna says, well, but you can't. You can't harm what your cousin actually is. And he's like, well, what are you talking about? People are dying all over this battlefield that's frozen in time while we're having this conversation. And he said, well, sure, their bodies are dying, but their, their soul can't be touched because fire cannot burn it. Sword cannot cut it. Water cannot drown it. Air cannot wither it, for the Atman is eternal, immortal, and changeless. And when I read that passage, like something like a bell went off in my head. And a couple of months later, at the end of that class, I uh, had this very intense vision uh, that included basically 9-11. So when 9-11 happened, like nine months later, it was like, whoa. And it began me uh, really having both a political and a spiritual awakening. And I became very interested in politics because when 9-11 happened, I figured out in the same day, where was the air defense around the Pentagon? It didn't make any sense to me, right? I didn't know about, there was no plane there, right? And I thought it was odd they weren't showing us any footage, but I thought it was like, how come there was no planes that intercepted it or a pop-up surface-to-air missile defense systems? And I said it to my friends, you know, we used to play this game, uh, Warcraft 2, and in it, one of the first things you have to do is build arrow towers, because if mm -hmm. the other guy builds dragons or griffins, then he'll just obliterate you with an, an air attack. 
And I said that to them, like, what's the first thing you do? And they said, well, build other arrow towers. And I said, why? And they said, well, you have to for air defense. And I said, well, where was the air defense around the Pentagon? And they all looked down and they all like the blood drained from their face. And all of a sudden they go, no, 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 no. They freaked out. It was like real time uh, cognitive dissonance on display. And they said, that would mean the government's involved. And I said, well, it seems to imply that, yes, but you didn't answer my question. You just said it can't be because you don't like what it means. That's and they right. said, oh, no. And so I. Uh, it's kind of like <laughs> discovering that you there isn't a Santa Claus. You know, like, well, Santa Claus, there isn't a possible for them to go around the entire world at, at the same time. And then as a little kid, you realize, well, then Santa Claus can't be real. It's kind yeah. of the same thing. He, You know, citizens are realizing it's that same concept. Santa Claus isn't real. They've been feeding us lies. <laughs> Just that basic. Right. But anyways, keep going. Yeah. And so it um it just took me um down a lot of rabbit holes. And actually, um, you know, I was in college at the time and a weed dealer then a couple of weeks later said, Have you guys heard of these 9-11 conspiracy theories? And I was like, Oh my God, thank you. Like someone asking questions, like, you know, and he introduced me to um uh what was his name? Rupert, was it Rupert Murdoch? Mike guy? Rupert. No, no, the the loose change thing. I've always, I think that's a could be a psyops actually, oh, because okay. they they push they they push tall they push some stuff at various times that I had a big issue okay. with. But anyways, no, no, Mike Rupert, who's the cop versus CIA guy, who exposed that the CIA was funneling cocaine via the LAPD and the gangs oh, yeah. yep. into black neighborhoods in the eighties, and he confronted the director of the CIA and basically nabbed him, caught him on camera. And uh, basically saying, oh, well, maybe like, I don't know, like he could he, he like caught him. And that guy then, uh, Mike Rupert, he had a whole timeline on 9-11. And then I also um, had read Behold a Pale Horse by uh, William Cooper, wherein he predicted school shootings before Columbine, oh, before wow. Columbine, and that they would be used to disarm people specifically of rifles. Why rifles? Why why is it never pistols or shotguns, even though pistols and shotguns account for 98% of all murders? Ever notice how they never try and ban those? Well, the thing is, pistols and shotguns, you have to get real close. So it's an elite security issue they're trying to address. Oh, They're worried about elite people getting shot from a long distance and or people being able to effectively fight a guerrilla war against the military, right? Mm -hmm. So... He, he predicted that in that book. And I remember that I listened to a William Cooper thing and I'd forgot about it where he predicted 9-11. And then a month after 9-11, he got killed by a SWAT team. <laughs> so that, that was like also making me go, holy smokes. And then I found out around that time I uh, for a class I was taking, I did a video about the Bush family and their links to the Nazis and eugenics and all this stuff. And so I really like I went down all these political uh, rabbit holes, and then eventually um, I met a, uh, weirdly, a Siberian shaman, and he took me under his wing and taught me, and he was literally from a Siberian lineage, and he taught me um, some stuff about shamanism, and one of the things he said to me, which is very relevant to our conversation today, is that about, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he said about 6,000 years ago in the Near East, there were dark magicians, and they were informed that there was a greater demonic power that they could have access to that they hadn't up to that point. It has to do with your question about the Kali Yuga, right? Because this is right at the beginning of the Kali Yuga that this event happened. And according to the shaman, and he said that his teachers had told him about this, both his teachers in uh, Siberia, and also he had gone to Nepal and trained with um, basically Buddhist tantric uh, teachers there. And, and both of them emphasized this to him, he said, that these dark magicians were informed basically by demons that there was a greater demonic power, but in order to access it, they had to do Epstein style harm of children, ritual harm of children, sacrifice of children. So they did, and they opened a gateway to the lower astral to the being, he didn't use this term, but I am, the being that I call Moloch or Haman Baal was the name of the Canaanites uh, name for that being. Which, and it was worshipped in Tyre and Carthage, and then both of those were destroyed, and these rich families moved up to first Rome and then Venice and became the big bankers in Venice, and they actually you can trace them back to Babylon. But these are the people who rule the world now. People call them Satanists, but Satanism is not really a good term because Satanist just means the adversary, and it tends to be 
symbolically associated with Carnonus, the horned god of the Celtic peoples that the Vatican was trying to wipe out at the time. Yeah. Whereas Moloch, this god that they worship, right? And that's all the Epstein stuff. Like that was entire in Canaan. And it was also the enemy of the Jews, right? That was who King David fought against was okay. the Canaanites, right? And so um, I like to use that term because it's a it's a biblical term. So it clicks for a lot of people in the way that Satan works, but it just like, it's too nebulous. It's not specific enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so this group is who runs things. And I, uh, you know, have done a lot of research trying to figure out who runs the world. And I'm pretty sure I solved it. It's a group called the Venetian Black Nobility is the name. And they control the British Empire. They control the Vatican. They control the Masons. They control most of the Abrahamic faiths at the organizational level you know, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. So that's a, it's, it's a powerful group, but their time is coming to an end because of this cycle of time that you're talked about, the Wait, Yuga. Yeah, let's talk about the Kali Yuga and what that means. Because I've covered this whole Luciferian group, the satanic group, and we're going to break that down a little bit more after this. But let's talk, about, yeah, let's talk about the Kali Yuga and what that is and the cycle of humanity. Mm -hmm. I find that is absolutely fascinating. And it has to do with how far away we are from the center of the universe and we're smarter as we get closer because we're less dense. Can you talk about that and what that theory is behind it? Well, I'm, I'm not sure that I would. It, it depends on where we are. On the, We're in the outer spiral arm of the galaxy, right? Okay. And on that outer spiral arm of the galaxy, we circle all the way around the galactic center, not the universe center of the universe. Um, I'm not sure that we definitively know where that is. Well, but... sure. Okay. So it's more the center of the universe or the center of our galaxy that creates a density, not the universe is what you're saying. Well, yeah. And, and depending on where you are in it, where you are rotating around it, you know, you probably remember that old song. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Yeah. Right. What that's talking about is that's the astrological great year. And what it is, is it depends on like where we are going, move, what constellation our planet is moving through from the perspective of the center of our galaxy. And those astrological uh, years last about 2700-ish uh, years. It's a 26,000-year-ish. It's, a, 26, it's odd, a few hundred off of that cycle to go all the way around the galactic center. And as you move around the galactic center, there's differing stages of consciousness. This is explained perhaps by there's a plasma field undulation that emanates from the center of the galaxy. Okay. And that when you're in a low ebb of that, you have a lowered consciousness. There's also a mythological tale that this particular part of the galaxy that we're moving through, that in vast ancient distant times hundreds of millions or billions of years ago an evil star exploded and where that debris from that star is it's kind of a haunted area of space and the, this lower astral right this lower consciousness can reach through and and impact the planet and so the hindus conceived of the of this as yugas or time periods and they associated different yugas with metals and so all over the world there's um myths of a golden age and that the golden age ended with some kind of cataclysm the most famous of course is uh plato's retelling of what solon said that the sinking of atlantis beneath the waves and that it had been nine thousand years nine thousand six hundred years before the time of solon which puts it like right around the younger dryas climate change which is indisputable geologic geological evidence of this graham hancock says it was a cometary impact some people say it's a micronova from the sun it's unclear but something happened and we know from anthropology from the moroccan jawbone that we have had the same level of intelligence right the cranial capacity for at least three hundred thousand years which means that we've been in orbit around this galaxy with this same level of intelligence about six times, a little bit more. Maybe it's 12 times if I do the math. I think it's maybe 12 times. Regardless, we've been around a long time. So then the question is, is we've just really been banging rocks together for 99.8% of that, which only in the past 0.2% or actually it's 0.03%, I think, that they say, right? We just developed civilization 10 or 12,000 years ago. 
I think a plausible theory is if, if our modern civilization collapsed, we had like a giant micronova from the sun, all the satellites went down and there was chaos and people fought each other in war and we just collapsed back to Stone Age technology. In 10,000 years, all evidence, except for plastic, although we don't actually know, would be gone. All of our steel and glass buildings would be gone. They'd be dissolved. They'd be gone. Only one thing survives longer than that. That's stone. But you can't radiocarbon date stone. But they know with Gobekli Tepe in Turkey that there were, were people building fairly fairly large megalithic structures around the time of this end of this younger Dryas-like dry climate catastrophe, which just so happens to line up almost exactly with what Plato said in the Republic about Atlantis. Many of you remember Dr. Zelenko, the courageous doctor who saved countless lives using hydroxychloroquine during the pandemic. Dr. Z not only saved lives in the United States, but many countries adopted his protocols and he saved even more lives around the world. Since those early days, him and his team at ZStack developed an entire line of immunity building supplements from Z Detox to Z Shield to Z Night. Now they also have Kids ZStack. It's the same as the adult ZStack, but formulated to protect kids from the onslaught they will see this cold and flu season. What many don't know about Dr. Z was his passion to end child trafficking. Before he passed away, he partnered with Mission Safe Harbor, and now a portion of every sale of Kids ZStack is donated to help end child trafficking. Now you can protect your kids while also helping to protect kids everywhere. Buy using the link below or go to sarahwessel.com under shop. Know you are protecting your entire family while also helping to end child trafficking. And that there was this prior civilization, this golden age. And so that's the Sat Yuga. That's this very harmonious age where everyone works together and things are very beautiful. And at the end of the Sat Yuga, the Atlanteans became evil and power obsessed and they started going out and attacking people. This is what Plato says. And then they were rebuked by the gods, right? That's the way that it's described there. But then there was a there so there's a golden age that's an ascending golden age, then a descending golden age, then a descending silver age or the Treta Yuga, then a descending bronze age or Dwapara Yuga, a descending iron age or Kali Yuga, which is what we're in now, an ascending Kali Yuga or iron age, which we're right on the very end of that, and then there's an ascending Dwarpa Yuga, an ascending Treta Yuga, and, and then. The cycle repeats, and that matches up with the astrological great years we'd move around this galactic center. So, and so the, humanity goes. We're go at, we're technically exit. We've exited out of the lowest period, and we're in the second period ascending. Or are we still in the lowest period, in your opinion? So, so it, it is. It is a contentious subject. Um, I looked for many many years once I first found out about the yugas. yugas um, I'm, a, I'm a Vedic astrologer is the main thing I do. So I look at people's Vedic astrology, the astrology of India looks at people's karmas and what's going to happen in their life, what events are going to happen, whereas Western astrology is much more like kind of psych psychological and inner and about your emotional state. Vedic astrology is much more about karmas and how they'll unfold for you in okay. your life. And so when in my studies of that, I came across the concept of the yugas way back in 2007, and I looked for about a decade or 11 years. And around 2018, I found there's this Indian scholar who's on, uh, he got an article published on Graham Hancock's site about 2025, the end of the Kali Yuga. And I'd been looking until I felt that inner validation of, yes, this is it. And I'd seen all these different ones, right? Sri Yukteswar and Rudolf Steiner both say it ended in like the 1800s or something like that. And I'm like, what? World War One, World War Two? Like, what are you talking about? Like, well, pedophilia still... everywhere but could you still, as, but isn't it a continuum? So even if we're in the, the worst, the lowest phase, we the second phase could still have remnants of all that crap. You know, it, it's a continuum. But anyways, keep going. Well, I mean, um, that's what some people would contend. I would say okay. that, yes, we're in the upward swing of the Kali Yuga, and therefore material conditions in particular are improving. That's one thing that's very difficult to dispute. Um, in some ways, things are much more peaceful now than they've been during recorded history. That is also true. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that's quite horrific that is like evil in high places. The Epstein stuff springs to mind, um, you know, and uh, the, and 
And, and this attempt by, in particular, this great reset WEF group that they want to mm -hmm. permanently enslave humanity. Um, and that's the group that I refer to as the Malachians, right? But um, what has changed, especially in the past 500 years, is starting with the Renaissance in Florence and when Cosimo Medici had the uh, Hermetica translated, um, there was this sudden surge of the idea of that we're created in the image, we're created in image of the creator and that we're creative beings, mm -hmm. right? And that a rising tide can lift all boats economically and that um, we're spiritual beings and that we should express ourselves with art and that we should advance science and the material condition of humanity and that liberty is important and free will is important and all of that stuff should be honored. And that was coming out of Florence. That Malachian group, meanwhile, in Venice, who was doing all the banking and that some of those families have been doing banking all the way back to Babylon, where banking began, way before Abraham was born, by the way, mm -hmm. so way before Judaism, that group said, no, 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 it's a zero-sum game. The only way I get richer is by taking your stuff, that we're just meatbags who have no divinity whatsoever, and therefore it's okay to enslave and otherwise torture and do whatever you want to these other people. And we don't want to advance things at all. That's dangerous. We want to keep things at a low level, except for we'll be fantastically wealthy. And they really like, they didn't like this at all. And they were the dominant group. They dominated the Vatican. Um, they were dominating finance. They were bankrupting Europe when Kazaria wasn't even a conate yet. Like they were like doing nasty stuff way before a lot of the groups that are commonly blamed uh, had even come into existence in any real way. But so this this other group that I call the Luciferian groups, or Promethean is another way of looking, Prometheus who stole fire from the gods to give it to humanity, this group is uh, much more meritocratic. And so you see that it comes up and then it gets smashed down by this Malachian group, but then it comes up again in the form of the Enlightenment, the Enlightenment era. And then um, that gets smashed down and it reappears as the Scottish Enlightenment. And that gets smashed by the British crown pretty quickly. And it reappears as the American Revolution and the founding of the United States, where the ideas of liberty are enshrined in a document for the first time ever on a large scale to where, yes, there was still slavery in America and there were some other bad things that happened. But never before and kind of never really since, other than watered down versions, has this idea of liberty and free will and meritocracy and that people have a right to, to a large degree to control their own labor and shape their own destiny. That had never really come along before. And that's very much this Luciferian impulse that wants to accelerate technology, that wants humanity to become a really good version of itself. Now, what's important to note is that it's a it's a ruthless group. It's it's not without you know they're willing to do violence i know it's not you're to... making luciferianism sound positive but that's not what you're trying to do you're you're explaining no I, i'm gonna explain how it's actually a false light but okay. but that group is far more reasonable and christians and other people could live under that group because that was the founding of the united states they were all mm -hmm. masons all yep. the founding fathers were masons and they were deists they were not christian some of them were but they were sure. the, the the founding documents are deists, meaning they believe in God, right? So there was a spiritual underpinning to the Constitution, but it's not it's not the way most people think and how they want things to do it. Now Yeshua Jesus spoke to us of a third level of consciousness or deity, the Most High. He had often say, "My Father" or "The Most High." Yeah, yeah, right. He actually didn't use the terms Yahweh or Jehovah because it's actually not the same God, yep. in my estimation. That's so, what the evidence is starting to show, who Jesus right. was talking about. Even Jesus talked about Yahweh not, I mean, talked to a, a, a opposite of him and said, no, this is not the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I'm actually going to have someone on my show to go like deeper and who's a professor to go deeper on that exact subject here soon. I just want to share this, if that's okay. This is, yeah, um, this, is great. this is a diagram to explain this. And the best way to explain this is there are these deities, like that is true. And some very small percentage of people, other than Most High, uh, actively worship Lucifer, actively worship Moloch. The best way to look at this chart is as stages of human consciousness and thinking back on history. 
So for the past 6,000 years, it's been Malachian consciousness. During these Kali Yugas, it's really dominated. And their core trait is self-hatred. And so you see things like a hive mind, right? Think of all the blue-haired liberals who are like, you know, they repeat whatever the TV says and attack anyone who disagrees with their hive mind ideology. Dead materialism. They all want to be unique and different by everyone having blue hair. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And they're uh, dead materialism, which was really pushed out of the Royal Society in England in the 1830s to 50s and became to dominate science um, is very much in this Malachian thing. Because what if you is don't it? believe it. What is dead materialism? Dead materialism is the belief that there's um, there's only uh, there's only material reality and nothing else. There's no spiritual dimension. Oh, whatsoever. I get it. OK, yeah. And that um, therefore you should fear death tremendously, which is a great motivator, and you can be easily bribed because there's no one, there's no system to make sure that you're not doing naughty stuff, and therefore you can do whatever you can get away with. And it goes hand in hand with their belief of might makes right. If I'm strong enough, laws don't apply to me. Gaza. Right? Think of the Clintons. Or, right? or I think what's happening in Gaza is exactly that. It, well, it's it's horrific. It's horrific. What's well, happening it might be more than just might make right. There's probably a lot more yeah. going on with that. But yeah. And so and so at the lowest ebb here, might makes right. You see slavery, Epstein style harm of children, right? Physical torture. And in fact, that Epstein style harm of children from a spiritual point of view, an esoteric occult point of view, it's absolutely critical to their power. They also use it. And I'm talking about the the, the people who run things. They also use it uh, for blackmail control purposes, but on a deeper level than that, it's to keep open these uh, portals to the lower astral so this God can touch the world. So the people who, the very rare people in that system at the very top who actively worship that God, they have a different outlook on it from the uh, administrators like the CIA or Mossad who are using it to blackmail people. They might have that level of consciousness, but they may or may not be aware of the spiritual element of things so chaotic duality are either with me or you're against me right good old george w bush material stagnation for humanity during the period of time when the venetian bankers were really dominating europe that was the dark ages people were throwing poop in the street you know what i mean like yep. ridiculous terrible terrible um everywhere that they dominate they tend to prevent things from advancing like you see it in imperial china where the emperor would steal water clocks and repeating crossbows and kill the people involved in it and throw it in the room and not let China advance technologically, even though China was centuries more advanced than the West, but it they was were, kept down yeah. by force. So then you see now there's a crossover point in this diagram. And again, think of this as levels of consciousness where we move into the Luciferian consciousness and the Malachian and Luciferian has a crossover and that's part of what confuses people. So they both believe in conquest. They both believe in competition. The Malachians want it rigged, right? Like they're monopolists, right? As opposed to capitalists, which the Luciferians are capitalists. They're monopolists. They don't want a competition. They want Rockefeller running oil, right? Ruthless hierarchy, right? Desire for power. The, the Luciferians very much desire power. Uh, but then in the the section that's uh, just their own trait, they have enlightened self-interest as a great way of organizing society, the rule of law over man, meritocracy, the honoring of contracts, their agreement capable. The Malachians break, break treaties left, right, and center. They will not honor them. And their core trait is narcissism, right? Because the Malachians want to destroy God and destroy divinity. They want to destroy all life, actually, because they have this intense self-hatred and destructive quality. The Luciferians want to replace God with mankind at the center, this mm. false light. But it's a false light because it appears much more wonderful and livable, which it is, than this Malachian BS, right? And so just to give people some further illustration, the Malachians tend to have this energy of being a monster stuffed in a suit, like Klaus Schwab, right? Uh, uh, George Soros. Bill Gates. Right? Yeah. Or Bill Gates stuffed into a sweater, right? And it has this e extremely like vile energy, no matter how it's dressed up. Even if you try and talk in a Kermit the Frog voice and wear a sweater, people who are remotely sensitive and awake are like, Ugh. and the thing is, is with truthers, if you just say people in the general truth community, which includes people now left, right, center, whatever, it's a vast group. It does tend to 
uh, tilt right wing, of course, in part because of framing by the media. But the if you ask people about any of those people I just rattled off, the Clinton, Soros, Bill Gates, or, or, or Klaus Schwab, people will all say, oh, those people are evil. Nobody will defend them. But then if you ask people, what do you think about Trump and Russell Brand and Joe Rogan and Alex Jones and Candace Owens and Elon Musk, you'll suddenly get this huge split. Some people will be like, no, they're good. And other people will be like, no, no, they're evil. They're part of the evil ones, blah, blah, blah. And they seem to be that the evil people invite them to their World Economic Forum meetings and stuff like that. They're also confused. And that's because there's this cloak of Luciferian confusion to where people who are like myself who are most high aligned, aligned with the angels and Yeshua Jesus, or, you know, there's other figures outside of Christianity. It's just a handy one to use um, that those of us who are aligned with that will very often mistake these Luciferians for Malachians and not realize they, they have a very important differences. And the thing is, is for the past 6,000 years, in order to be near the lovers of power, the Luciferians had to basically cozy up to the Malachians and act as their consigliore. That's Robert Duvall's character in Godfather, right? As opposed to Marlon Brando as makes the decisions at the end of the day. But the very smart person who plans it all out and does all the sophisticated stuff is Robert Duvall, his consigliore. That's what the Luciferians have acted as for the past 6,000 years, but that has stopped since 2020. And you'll notice ever since 2020, all of a sudden the psyops are retreads. It's just like the stuff coming out of Hollywood. It's not creative. It's terrible. It has no intelligence. It's sterile. It's dead. And it drags you down in consciousness. That's because the Luciferians are no longer doing the PR for them. They're no longer planning the psyops. They're no longer advancing the technology. They're separating because they're getting ready to, in the next yuga, take over. In the next yuga, the Dwapara yuga, Luciferian consciousness will be dominant. Now, and do the Malachians will be decide. Do they know? Some of them do, I'm Someone convinced. And only one of that group of Luciferians that I can say knows that they're Luciferian, although I suspect Russell Brand might be as well, is Musk. And I say that because Grimes, his girlfriend and baby mama, came out and said that she repeatedly channeled Lucifer for her music. Well, he also and dressed plus he up does as stuff a, all the time. That he-, he goes to parties wearing, I think he went to a, the this year, the Halloween party as a Luciferian. I mean, he had like devil stuff satanic stuff on right so i mean why would somebody hold on a second why would somebody with that much exposure do that unless they were trying to send him i mean that's stupid so and he's not stupid so why would he do that well um my opinion is is that the luciferian faction has been planning for quite some time to, to take over they want to install. There's a lot of similarities between what they want and what the Malachians want. Both want global government. The thing is, the Luciferians want to have a very light touch of massive surveillance, right? They they both want digital ID. That's why you'll see all these figures on both sides will push it. It's just one side wants to use it to create a put a brain chip in and have you eat bug paste and be totally controlled and a total slave and Orwell's boot smashing the face of humanity forever. And that's the Malachian group. And the Luciferian group just wants to keep a competitive edge. They understand that if you have competition and you have like competition and like capitalism, that that creates that rising tide that lifts all boats. And they believe very much in competition that the cream will rise to the crop top. And they're more willing to have competition because they believe that they can win, including through treachery. Whereas the Malachians, they just want to smash the human spirit. They they just they, they they hate humanity. They're anti-human, and that's so, that so emanation. Having the Luciferians take over is better, way better. I mean, a, yes, a narcissist because, versus a psychopath. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's better, right? right? That's, a, that's a great way of putting it. A and you're saying psychopath. And you're saying they're because of the cycle that we're in, just the natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, Consciousness is raising to that level. So they are going to have more power regardless because, and and most people who have that level of consciousness don't even realize what they're part of, right? I mean, they're not practicing Luciferians or they're not practicing Moloch worshipers. They're just 
really low vibrating or they're a little bit higher and they're in the middle. Exactly, exactly right. And, the and overwhelming as you go, majority, I would say 99% are unaware. They simply operate. And you could say that these deities or spirits operate through those people. And that's part of where the cohesiveness comes in. Okay. And so, but as we go through these cycles, there's going to be more and more people at the high level as well, or the, Right. the middle people will start gaining more of that consciousness. And so instead of it totally overlapping Uh, with everyone the bottom, it'll kind of shift up and more overlap with the top one. correct that's right like as we move as we ascend upward in consciousness as we move around to the other side of the galactic uh center where there's this beautiful much higher energy possibly because of that plasma wave that's coming out of the center of the galaxy that one theory i've heard proposed that makes some sense that it would be a physical principle to underline this Uh, spiritual consciousness but yes so like let me give an example um in the late 1800s in paris it was considered entertaining to douse a cat in lamp oil and light it on fire Oh, God. and people would clap and love it can That's you imagine awful. nobody would do that now almost nobody would do that We'd unless be horrified. you went to the third world right right you would never see that in the built-up you'd never see that in the uh, civilized world unless it was deep underground or something like that but it was just common and it was common practice you know you go further back you gladiator fights right like forget ufc they were beheading each other you know or disembowing each other But it's and people pretty loved bad, it though, they too. The UFC is still pretty bad. I mean, I, we, they, I, I people... don't i don't i don't Well, like I know that some, stuff either yeah, my kids know some people involved in it. And I mean, literally blood on the, in the cage. I mean, they're just beating the crap out, out of people. And then the people in the audiences are just like, yeah, and they're just totally into it, watching somebody get the crap beat out of them. I mean, I can't, it's not my place to be. I mean, I would never, I don't think I could be there for five minutes. You know, I mean, I just, I got to get out of here. But there's a whole group of people like that. Yeah, I mean, like, um, I guess what I'm pointing to is that you, you can see an evolution of consciousness. Slavery does still exist, right? But it's it's been forced into the shadows by and large. Maybe in the United Arab Emirates, it's somewhat open, or in Libya, right? They have the now the chattel slavery in Libya, and again, both of these both of those places are kind of hubs of to some degree that Malachian energy. Certainly, like Libya has turned that way, unfortunately, and it was because. Malachi and Hillary Clinton and Malachi and Barack Obama, you know, uh, killed Qaddafi uh, uh, and like destroyed that country, right? And brought Well, us that consciousness country, and yeah, that country was moving down. in a in a good direction until they did that. I agree. I, Yeah. I totally agree. Um, you know, I mean, say what you want about Qaddafi and like he was much more reasonable. And you can say Qaddafi was Luciferian. He was trying to improve the material condition. There was liberty and freedom in that country. Now there's literal chattel slavery in Libya. Well, Libya So, had had the highest quality of life, I think, for a while. I mean, he they were really doing some good stuff. They the Malachians, um, absolutely. if you say the bankers. Because he Mm was -hmm. trying to issue his own currency and get around the central Yes. banking system. That's why they came in. Absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah, yeah. It, it was Yeah. the gold dinner is what did him in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Same and thing so. as did Kennedy and or at least most people or a lot of people think so. But go ahead. I do also think that I think, you know, Kennedy tried to seemingly anger everyone who had even a lick of power in the country simultaneously. But I do agree that if you look at American history, every single presidential assassin or assassination other than Reagan and Ford, uh, there was something very clearly to do with uh, central banking, all of them back Well, to and like... Kennedy, Oh, I mean, you don't, we, there's all these theories, but the first bill that was done on the plane was to reverse the order that he made to issue the, the currencies, you know, the notes. Yeah, the, the United States note Yeah. instead of Federal Reserve note. Yeah. So then, so that was the first thing before the blood was even dried. I mean, they were sitting with blood all over their, their body and everything else. And they signed that in the plane. I mean, how that's a Malachian action right there. Absolutely I, I no, absolutely agree. you know, yeah, no respect for anything if you did that on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Babylonian money magic. Where you're where you're issuing an unbacked currency and then charging interest, Mm hmm. that's Babylonian money magic. And it's like people say all the time, like if people understood that trick 
and magic and psychology are very intimately related. If people understood that trick, you know, uh, I think it was um, not Rockefeller, but uh, Ford said, if people understood banking, the, 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 there would be an immediate civil war and the banker would be done all be by tomorrow. Yeah. But no, right, that's the density of, though, right? That Yeah. But, no, but that's the density of these, these periods. I mean, we're not hum, humans as a group aren't smart enough yet to understand some of these. It's just a basic trick and people can't figure it out. They can't get themselves to figure it out. So yeah. as we rise in our understanding and our consciousness, we become smarter, less dense. We must figure that out in the cycles of history that, okay, that just seems obvious. Now it's not that complicated, but before it was so complicated, people can't even think about it. I mean, they just don't even, they can't understand it. Absolutely. Go, yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and there's still the majority of the people are still in that scenario, but there's more of us who are figuring it out and saying, well, hell with this. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm actually quite like pleased. Like, um, I was, uh, I, I was worried about that. They declared martial law and like really go for it in uh, 2020. But one of the things that's funny in a way that I'm very different from most people is a lot of people have been very horrified since 2020 right and understandable great reset mm -hmm. all that stuff and a lot of people woke up because of the events of 2020 and beyond part of that is because luciferians are seeding narratives for their takeover that they're attacking the malachians achilles heels of the epstein style harm of children which the luciferians do not uh engage in uh banking the banking system and like fiat currencies that are you know actually um debt bearing instruments you know that are, they're backed by nothing except for like your future slavery essentially um the uh the the questionable results of various voting around the planet i'm trying to be careful to avoid any algorithm oh i guess yeah. maybe you're not on youtube so i can speak freely i am I, uh, if you can keep it clean i can maybe put this up i can only put up a video every three videos now but keep going yeah well <laughs> There, there's been some questionable results around the world, um, especially with uh, some of the proprietary black box voting machines. It's very suspect. And so that and it almost always until very recently, three very interesting elections that show the Luciferians winning until very recently, the globalists were always winning. The WEF candidates were always winning. Um, and, and they were of a very specific stripe that sort of like modern neoliberal stripe. Um, so that's another Achilles heel. And then the fourth one, let's see. So I said banking, uh, harm of children, that. And uh, oh, yeah, the recent uh, democide attempt, right, on a global level that rolled out in 2021. But they're not right? done with that, that right? They they're keep doing it. So and they're keep sure. hiding behind it. So you. Sure. But it, what I'm saying is, is that ahead. more information about all four of those subjects keeps coming out consider epstein right like how has that not been like gone away forever it just keeps like boop it's like well that and the epstein boop, yeah boop, 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 well and the epstein boop. i had um david or uh, um jim rostein who was taking down more pedophile networks and uh, out of anybody in the country right or in the world probably gigantically huge dude he's is no, he just like not... that beat you no, know, he's he's not super big. He's he was nickname was he's Jimmy Boots. He was uh, a New York detective and then rank rose to the ranks and kind of ran that whole program to take him down and worked for some presidents and he did some amazing stuff. But I him. was at his house because I did mm -hmm. a six part series. I was at his house the day I, I heard on the radio that Epstein committed suicide and I told him I was at his house, like right when I drove in his driveway is when I heard about it. And the first thing he said to me is, Sarah, that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many more Epstein circles out there than people realize. First Absolutely. Thing said, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And it's and, been and, used, you know. And, and I've oh, had people tell, well, I've had people tell me, oh, Epstein's done. That's, they've taken it out. And I'm like, no, it's not done that's a, if you think it's done then you're pretty naive there's a lot more going on absolutely yeah. you know um back in the 60s and 70s they used to blackmail a lot of politicians the intelligence agencies with um gay honeypots they would try and use women but 
They just didn't get a lot of traction. They found that they weren't able to control Kennedy with that, like bringing out that he had been with Marilyn Monroe and stuff like that. And they realized that that was no longer strong enough to control people. And so they started using gay honeypots for those people who were gay. Um, and you see that, especially MI6 did that a lot, blackmailing uh, or MI5, whichever one it is, blackmailing British politicians who were gay. And the same thing happened in the US in the in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. But then that wasn't really effective because it's just not, it just wasn't dark enough. And so basically they started doing the Epstein style harm the of kids, children, I became know. no longer just a passion of the people who were like the Malachian, the actual Moloch worshipers, but they'd use decided to use that as a way of controlling people with blackmail. And they probably mm -hmm. start with, you know a gorgeous 16 year old girl. And then they'd be like, Hey, we got you on this. And then they'd be like, and have it go younger and younger until eventually they had something so heinous on video that they could control people. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. that's what, that's my opinion of how that works. But my point was, is that it just doesn't go away. If there was monolithic elite, it would be gone. It would be gone if there was this black pill belief. And by the way, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is black pilling. When people are like, oh, everyone's controlled opposition. Everyone's bad. The elites are just completely like, you know, have complete total domination and control. Well, why is there propaganda then? Why is there propaganda? It wouldn't be necessary. But propaganda is ramping up, which means they're losing control. It must mean that. It, it can't mean, mean anything yeah. else. It's because their basic and, propaganda isn't working. And so they have to use the... Right other stuff and the other stuff they have is a lot more powerful when you start talking about yeah. the technology i'm doing a presentation oh. on this at the false flags conference this saturday on this topic and it's my third time my third time i've talked about it because i have like a part three i did a little mini docket did a documentary on it i did another that went farther and now this one's going to go deeper into the technology but psychonic warfare you mean well, that and how they can control your emotions. They can actually literally um, get you to do things you wouldn't normally do. And there's a whole process of it and all this different technology make you feel a certain way um, and then get you to mm -hmm. do certain things. Are you talking about through psychological manipulation, like your feed on your phone? Or are you talking about that they put That's out That's a low-tech way. Yeah, the low-tech way is through manipulating what you see. The high-tech way right. is starting to do frequencies and redirecting mm -hmm. sound, you know, for the voice of God. Like, uh, like skull, to, uh, 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 like wire to skull or whatever it's called, antenna yeah. to skull technology, where they yeah. can actually make you hear voices. Well, you don't even, own. you don't even need a that like a helmet or anything. You just need they, they figured out like you know how they can control light. Light is a when they first started figuring out light, it wasn't it just went everywhere. Then they had to figure out how to focus it so that it could be a light bulb or something that we can use, right? And sound is a wave just like light's a wave. And so they figured out how to focus the sound wave and then they can just shove it in mm -hmm. one ear or they can put it, make it seem like it's coming into your mind. And that's what right. that particular tech, but there's more technology than that, you know, from they know that for they've been working a lot with bugs where if you put a frequency, um, they can control a bug one wing with one frequency, the other wing with another frequency and they to go forward. And they can literally with a microchip in a bug's brain, larva brain, they can literally control how that sucker goes. Flies yeah. around. Yeah. It's it's and they're they're getting really sophisticated at it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that was called, maybe I'm wrong, but psychotronic warfare, where you're using um, technology basically to control people's thoughts, emotions, or bodily actions. Yeah, I mean, it's that's yeah. one term for it, but it's a little, there's broad, it's broader, is my point. That's okay. one segment of the technology. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. <laughs> it's only an yeah. hour, so I can only go into it so much, but yeah, it's. That that's what these people are trying to do. And so it's they've been working on it for decades. And they don't care. You just laid it out. They they're ruthless. They're tyrants. They'll do whatever they need to do to get things done. Right. And so this the big difference between the Luciferian and the Malachian group is that the Malachians 
will go out of their way to attack and stamp out the most high frequency when they come across it. They'll literally nail you to a cross, right? They hate it. And whenever they come across it, they try and wipe it out. That's why all the native groups that were peaceful, they immediately wiped out. And the native groups who fought more, they were like, well, we can kind of respect that. We'll wipe you out a lot, but we won't completely wipe you out. Or like the Cathars uh, were had a pretty reasonable civilization there in uh, southern France and northeastern um, Spain and the Pyrenees, that kind of area, the Languedoc region of France. And they got wiped out in the Albigensian Crusade. And uh, every time they come across that energy, they try and wipe it out. They just hate it. They don't like innocence at all. And they recognize it immediately because it's the opposite frequency. They're very threatened by it and they want to destroy it and stamp it out immediately. And like anyone who tries to bring a unifying speech, like when Malcolm X started saying unifying stuff, they took him out. Um, you know, and I get that these aren't pure as the driven snow political figures. There's no such thing. But like the assassination of, you know, uh, Martin Luther King, for example, as well, would fall under that. They do not like any kind of frequency that starts bringing harmony and bringing people yeah. together. But Whereas, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I was just going to bring up the notion of communism. They talk about communism being this uniting oh. great thing, but it's really a hive mind, very yes. low frequency thing. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, communism is absolutely like triple distilled uh, Malachianism. It's atheist, it's dead materialist, it's it keeps terrible. down, it causes yes. material stagnation. For everyone, yeah. it's really a form of slavery. People eventually starve, right? It's very much might makes right. Um, the people that, that follow uh, it, who are they claim they're socialists and they really are communists, they really think it's more enlightened, but they don't realize that they they have this need to control others, and that need is that lower vibration. Because if you didn't, absolutely, communism is all about control. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's anti-nature. It's mm. not how it works. Like in nature, the fittest of the species um, get to breed and their offspring tend to be better. And like they do, they do, they do well. And it's kind of like there's a natural, uh, there's a natural selection that occurs, right? But the communists are trying to basically halt that and they get to decide who they lives and who decide. dies. They get to decide. As long as they're right. the ones deciding they like it. If if they lived in a communistic environment where they had no power and control and who decided on stuff, they would hate it. Right, right. And I mean, most of the the, the useful idiots, as Stalin called them, um, what they really are is they're people who get, they get off on controlling others. That's, That's why they want to control your speech. That's why they want to control who you affiliate with. They want to. It's ironic because it's the opposite of what they said. I remember, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, there was pray away the gay and let's get rid of gay. And then a few years ago, um, I had someone tell me that I was transphobic if I wouldn't have sex with a pre-operation trans woman. And further, that all straight women should stop having sex with any man who's not willing to have sex with a trans woman. And I'm like, what the hell? That's literally the opposite That's just of what, somebody like, who's an idiot. Thing. That's an idiot. Well, yeah, but what? okay, but these idiots are sure having the microphone put I, in front of I, their mouths. I a know, lot. I know. I'm just it's same with having sex with children. I guess is I would say they're idiots too. I mean, I don't. They're worse than idiots, but it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's a just incredible. Shake your head because you can't understand how these people are so right. lost. Well, and I'm I don't care that, if they do that as long as they don't subject it on to everybody else. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about like consenting adults literally do whatever. I mean, I think that we, we should even modify some of our laws to be more protective of consenting adults with an absolute complete lack of tolerance for pedophilia to oh, where absolutely. it should be absolutely 10 times yeah. more gone after than it is. A hundred a thousand times more. I'm very much in agreement with the now late Robert David Steele, that that's the best use of counterintelligence is to ruthlessly go out there and stamp this out, right? Use intelligence assets. And in fact, I think that's what's happening. I'm of the opinion that this Luciferian group, like when I look at different things, like I, I see the CIA as primarily, not everyone, but as a primarily Malachian consciousness entity. And with some amount of Luciferians in there and maybe a very vanishingly small amount of most high people, most high people don't tend to seek power. They don't want to tell other people what to do. 
they don't have that interest. And so you just don't find them rising to high levels of position of power. And if they, the rare ones who feel that call, they tend to get crushed by the Malachians. Um, this, uh, the NSA, by contrast, I see as a more Luciferian organization. They're much more subtle intelligent. One of the things is Malachians are dumb. Everything they do that seems smart, a Luciferian told them to do. They're actually very dumb and very ruthless and very like bestial. They're very much kind of like animals, right? Like they're psychopathic animals. They're like a rabid animal. Whereas the Luciferians are very intelligent and very sophisticated, but they lack wisdom, mm. right? Whereas most Thai people are like, operate from wisdom first and intelligence second, right? Well, gosh, this is fascinating. I got to have you back. Uh, This is absolutely fascinating. Again, people can go to tell us your website and then we'll go from there. WhiteLotusOfLight.com and White Lotus of Light on YouTube. Thank you so much, Ian. This is great. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. And I uh, I hope it was interesting and entertaining for people it's probably very different from what they're used to hearing i don't know but no this is good this is great okay well thank you so much